do you want to deport me? Well, we did it as a way to bring attention to the fact that we have all of these foreigners and the Russian government, the official Chinese government, Mao said political power goes out of the barrel of a gun. He killed about 80 million people because he's the only guy that had the guns. So we did it to point out that this is globalism. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? And that's why you're going to fail, and the establishment knows no matter how much propaganda, the republic will rise again when you attempt to take our guns. How many gun murders were there in Britain? How many year? great white sharks? No, how many? Kill gun people murders. every year, but they're scared to swim. Right. How many <laughs> gun murders were there? Oh, you're going to ban your fist now? In Britain last year. Uh, how many uh, chimpanzees can dance on the head of a pin? Hmm. I already went over those statistics. Do you know the answer? Uh, no, I don't. I, you said hundreds. It's very low. You said hundreds. Yes. It's actually 35. Well, the point is you can... Against 11,000. Do, do you understand hey. the difference between 11,000 Yeah, England and wants 35. to ban knives now because tens of thousands are getting stabbed. Right. But do you understand the knives? difference? The knife doesn't a, kill people. Do you understand? The gun doesn't kill people. Yes. Listen, do you understand, do you understand you're not going to pull on America's heartstrings? They know your script, mm -hmm. okay? You're not going to get our gun. Welcome back, Alex Jones. God bless America. Look, I don't care how you feel about Alex. You can love him. You can hate him. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I love him. I think that when he rips into people, it's hilarious and amazing and necessary and vitally important. But if you don't trust the guy, if you think he's a controlled op, okay, okay. Not the point. Not the point. What I care about is that there is a platform that allows Alex Jones' voice to reach the world. That is a big, big deal. And the reason I played you that clip is because I think it's one of the best moments in his long, illustrious career of dragging libtards. And my goodness, did Piers Morgan deserve that? Did he not? So I, all cheers to Elon. For those that aren't aware what I'm talking about, Alex Jones was unbanned from X yesterday. One of the only, if not the only, major social media platform that actually allows the man to speak. They also brought back Owen Schroyer and Infowars and a bunch of other people. Uh, huge steps in the right direction. And well, once again, Elon Musk, maybe he's controlled up. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Good news is he's bringing people back. He's allowing for this open dialogue. And in this Twitter spaces that that launched Alex Jones back into the, the land of the living, out of the digital gulag, was with Andrew Tate and Vivek Ramaswamy and Dave Smith, my guy, Josie, my gal, uh, the redheaded libertarian. Uh, who else? I mean, the list was crazy. It was just a, like a who's who of influencers in the world paired with a bunch of my personal friends, which is just bonkers. It was Mario Nafal and uh, God, I can't remember all the names. I think Tristan Tate was in there for a minute. A uh, bunch, bunch more people, bunch more people. Um, Poso, I don't know. The list is endless, but point being all of these people on Twitter spaces, along with Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, talking about the new world order and whether or not we can prevail and what we're up against and, and why and who is responsible. It was fucking nuts. It was glorious. It was beautiful. It was like an injection of the American flag directly into my fucking main arteries, bro. It was sick. It was great. So yeah, I'm happy. 
it's rare it's rare that you see me this pumped about anything i am fucking pumped up and then on top of that today tucker carlson announces that he's going to start his own news media network he ain't signing with anybody he's starting his own shit subscription based it's gonna fucking pop i am pumped i am so pumped this is like the dissident wing of the conservative movement which isn't really my people but regardless it is it is opposition to the broader regime to a large extent and they are staying indie they're platforming one another they're conversing with one another and that spaces with those that litany of people i just listed already has over 10 million listens in less than two days whoa that's rogan numbers and it happened without video or anything just on a twitter spaces uh, that was last i checked which was a day ago maybe it's up to 12 15 million i don't even know point being that's reaching a shit shitload of people crazy amount of people and that's just the beginning look we need to be able to speak okay like if you want to avoid violence the best way we can do that is to actually be able to speak to galvanize opposition to let people know that they're not alone to let people know that the ideas that they've been you know pontificating over maybe they're not so fucking crazy after all and that's what that was i mean Elon Musk, Andrew Tate, Alex Jones, Dave Smith, Josie having a conversation about the state of the world and how we might prevail in it. Jesus, if that doesn't get you fired up, I don't know. I don't know if you're, <laughs> I think you've just given up all hope at this point. If that doesn't pump you up a little bit, uh, it was really, really cool. And I was in that space as I, I had my hand up. I was trying to get up there to talk. I could, obviously, I don't have enough clout to, to get in the mix, but uh, you know, to see some of my personal friends doing it was fucking gratifying as all get out. So all hope is not lost, ladies and gentlemen. All hope is not lost. But Piers Morgan, who has been flattened by uh, by Alex Jones in the past, as you saw with that opening clip, he wrote an article today saying what a mistake it was for Elon to bring him back. He says, Elon Musk couldn't be more wrong about Alex Jones. He's not a free speech hero. He's a hate speech monster. Which, by the way, the name of Piers Morgan's show is uncensored. Hey, Piers, Google irony. <laughs> Google hypocrisy, you fucking fraud, you. All right. A year ago, a few weeks after buying Twitter, now named X, Elon Musk was asked if he would reinstate notorious InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to the social media platform, and he replied with one word, no. Musk later explained, my firstborn child died in my arms. I felt his last heartbeat. I have no mercy for anyone who would use the death of children for gain, politics, or fame. At the time, I praised him for this decision. Frankly, it's hard to imagine a more egregious example of what should not qualify as free, free speech than Jones waging a relentless campaign of deliberate lies about the Sandy Hook school massacre, branding it a hoax perpetrated by the Obama administration to enforce new gun control laws and exposing the victims grieving families to horrendous threats and harassment by saying they were actors hired to take part in the conspiracy. Well, first, I need to point out that it actually... <laughs> it wasn't even the reason that Alex Jones was banned. He was actually banned for confronting Oliver Darcy, who was a CNN journo, who was attempting to get Alex Jones deplatformed from everywhere. So this whole Sandy Hook narrative is a lie. That's not the reason that he was actually kicked off of everywhere. If it was, uh, that's not the reason that was actually registered in Twitter when it happened. 
Soon after the Sandy Hook massacre, he launched a petition on a White House website to have me deported from America for supposedly attacking the Second Amendment. When he came on my old CNN show to explain why he'd done it, he behaved like a shrieking maniac, infamously bellowing, Hitler took the guns, Stalin took the guns, Mao took the guns, Fidel Castro took the guns, Hugo Chavez took the guns, and I'm here to tell you 1776 will commence again if you try and take our firearms. Ironically, President Barack Obama was in my favor, saying the Constitution not only guarantees an individual right to bear arms, but also enshrines the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press, fundamental principles that, that are essential to our democracy. Interesting that you quote Barack Obama, who is referencing the Second Amendment, which you don't support, as well as uh, free press, which you clearly don't support either. Uh, continuing, Jones took this well ambushing me several months later as I taped a show from a Houston gun store and as I left noisily threatening me with a mob of 50 heavily armed supporters. So the truth about Alex Jones is that he's a vile, disgusting piece of work whose entire business model is predicated on fueling crackpot conspiracy theories for clickbait and cash, regardless of what pain he causes innocent people in the process. And when it comes to free speech, he's a rank hypocrite who wanted to have me deported for exercising mine. Yet inexplicably, Elon Musk, uh, you're sure there's hypocrisy both ways, but like you're clearly a hypocrite. <laughs> so how can you point that out? All right. Yet inexplicably, Elon Musk has now welcomed Jones back to X after holding one of his frequent snap polls that he claims represent the voice of the people, but actually represent the vast array of anonymous trolls, fringe extremists and bots that inevitably dominate all such amateur polling. Oh God, I love it. It's always the bots whenever it goes the, the opposite direction of, of uh, democracy, right? Worse, Musk yesterday promoted Jones in a huge Spaces event on X during which he allowed him to spin a lud ludicrously disingenuous version of what he'd done to the Sandy Hook families and falsely claimed he was merely reporting what other experts were all saying. Well, he did have experts on his show. I mean, they were wrong, I, I assume. I don't really know. Uh, but regardless, as a result, Jones, who declared bankruptcy to avoid paying damages to the families, is being perceived as some kind of free speech hero and will already be raking in new revenue from X as he posts his usual conspiracy claptrap, all of which makes me puke. What Jones did to the Sandy Hook families wasn't him expressing free speech. It was him spewing deliberate lies to make huge amounts of money by exploiting terrible grief. And as the Supreme Court ruled, defamation isn't protected by the First Amendment, nor is hate speech that provokes physical intimidation and, and death threats. Musk says he vehemently disagreed with Jones' statement about Sandy Hook, but then defended bringing him back by saying, are we a platform that believes in freedom of speech or are we not? He added then that the move would be bad for X financially, but principles matter more than money. Yes, Elon, they do. So what happened to your principle on Alex Jones that you so personally and powerfully articulated a year ago? The one about having no mercy for anyone who would use the deaths of children for gain, politics, or fame. All you've done by showing this monster mercy is reward him for his repellent treatment of already devastated families experiencing the same awful grief you felt when your son died. You were right about him the first time. And that's it. Well, he doesn't really say much in that which is not not terribly surprising i mean first off anytime a, a, a brit a fucking red coat is gonna you know get on his high horse and and lecture about america's rights especially when it comes to gun rights you can definitely fuck yourself do not care what you think don't care never taking our guns ever as alex jones said 1776 will commence again yeah that's right motherfucker that's the whole whole fucking kit and caboodle right there never you're never taking our guns, ever. Suck it, you Brit fuck. Go get your teeth fixed. All right, now continuing on. Speaking of freedom of the press and referencing Obama's reference of free speech, just 
an embarrassing lack of principles on the behalf, uh, on the behalf of uh, Piers Morgan, which isn't surprising because he doesn't have any fucking principles. This dude is just a propagandist, but it's just, it's very, it's infuriating because he has, uh, you know, in, in a retrospective fashion, he has talked about how he understands why Americans would not want to hear from a British person about our rights and that he would have handled it differently. Could he do it all over again? Well, guess what, Piers? You are once again running afoul of our belief in our rights to speak. And you're doing so against Alex Jones, who, despite all of his pitfalls, his drug addiction, his mental health issues, his getting a bunch of fucking shit wrong, all that shit, yes, true, doesn't change the fact that Alex Jones predicted 9-11 months prior to its, uh, it actually happening. He also predicted the invasion of Russia, or excuse me, of Ukraine by Russia. He's got a lot of predictions. He was talking about uh, the Epstein Island brouhaha years before that story broke. Like, according to Joe Rogan, 10 years before that story broke. So does he get some stuff wrong? Of course. He's, he's an entertainer as much as he is a journalist. And he's a commentator. He's just... Sometimes he's throwing shit at the wall. Sometimes he gets advised by people he thinks are experts and they, they turn out to be, you know, kind of fraudulent. That happens sometimes. Um, and maybe he gets led astray by, you know, CIA assets as they're, they're trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what narratives they want seated and, and what misdirects they want to do. They want to, they want to tarnish his reputation as he's getting a bunch of things right in the late nineties and the early two thousands. Then he kind of spirals down this alcoholic drug addiction route. You feed him some bad information. All of a sudden, he makes a fool of himself. Then he ends up in court, loses a billion dollars in a judgment because of a, it was defaulted and he didn't actually get to provide a defense because they asked for discovery. He claimed he provided it. They said he didn't. Who knows what the truth is, but it looks like he was railroaded. And then you have this British cunt, Piers Morgan, come out of the fucking blue because he's so, he's so, and here's the truth. He doesn't give a fuck about the Sandy Hook families. What he's really upset about is that Alex Jones went on his show and he clowned that bitch, embarrassed his ass about the Second Amendment and about what Americans feel about it. It's not even like feel, it's knowledge. We know that we are safer being able to defend ourselves than we are otherwise, period. Does that mean that there's going to be innocent people that are, that are murdered sometimes by guns as opposed to cars or knives or fists or anything else? Of course, if you have a weapon that's more efficient, you're going to be able to kill more easily. Yes, sometimes people tragically are going to be murdered by firearms because they're more readily available in America than they are elsewhere. But you know what's not going to happen? We're not going to have hate speech laws that go, get rolled out in mass where you have these British limey fucks come around to your house and say, hey, you put on Facebook something that we find to be sexist or slightly racist or homophobic, and now you have to go to court and we may put you in jail for it. Yeah, that's not going to happen here, Piers, because we don't just have knives. We have legitimate weaponry that fucking sends a shiver down the spine of tyrants. The entire fucking point of the Second Amendment is so that we don't have to rely on the state to defend ourselves. You wouldn't know anything about that because you'd never defend yourself, ever. And that 
is why, contrary to, or despite all of the pitfalls of America broadly, the American political landscape, all of our politicians that are just scum of the fucking earth, despite all of that, we are dramatically superior to Britain. Dramatically. For one motherfucking reason. And it starts with the number two, and it ends with the letter A. 2A, bitch. That's why. It ain't that complicated. We are able to defend ourselves, and you will never take it away. Today's episode is brought to you by Phoenix Ammunition, the premier supplier to the militia industrial complex, with 100% of their sales going directly to American citizens. No military contracts, no law enforcement deals, simply the highest quality American-made ammunition served directly to the people the Second Amendment was written for. Do you know how much a fucking savage company this has to be? Just be like, yeah, we ain't selling ammo to the cops <laughs> not to the military not to the cops just to the american people this fucking i fucking love phoenix ammo uh phoenix ammo uses the highest quality components parts and the most advanced quality control system in the country to deliver exactly what you expect while at the range or when your life is on the line and performance matters above all uh, all else head to phoenixammo.com subscribe to their propaganda newsletter and follow them on twitter one of the best twitter handles x handles out there at phoenix ammunition that's f-e-e-f-e-n-i-x ammunition uh, for the latest in product updates high quality trolling small l libertarian commentary and world-class meme warfare and you can save up to 25 percent off all day every day with their automatic volume based discounts come for the ammo stay for the memes phoenixammo.com now we got my guy count dankula taking peers to task as well over the alex jones unbanning yeah, I think he's completely right in doing it. It's Why? Elon Musk's company, so if he wants Alex Jones back on the platform, then he absolutely can. And he did put it to a poll to the public, you know, Vox Populi, Vox Day, and uh, people said they wanted him back on the platform, so he's brought them back on the well, platform. Well, it's an, it's an amateur poll. Two million of his followers voted. We don't know how many times each one voted, etc., etc. It's not a sophisticated Each, each account can only poll. vote once. Yeah, but, but my point is, is there a line, though, on free speech at all for you? For me personally, no. Nothing. No, no, I think that Alex Jones is, it should be able to go on Twitter. If they want him there, then that's fine. They can have him there and he can... Do you think what he said about the Sandy Hook uh, massacre was justified then? Justified? Like, he has the right to say it. I don't, wouldn't say it was justified. Just, I mean, $1.2 billion worth of damages awarded against him for one of the most serious biggest, biggest civil suit against an individual in the history of America. One of the worst defamations, yeah. actually, in terms of damages yeah. America's ever seen. Damages and defamation is not protected by the First Amendment. And yet you think he was entitled to say it? I think he had a right to say it. He had a right to, to, to say that a mass shooting that killed 20 young kids was a fake and a hoax, that the parents of the grieving dead were crisis actors. Uh, Th these were statements which he repeatedly made, which led to actual intimidation, harassment, death and rape threats, and people in the street going up to these people and confronting them, these parents. You think all that is fine? I don't think it's fine. I never said it's fine. It? I, said he, I said he has a right to do it. Does he have Does a right he, to yeah, do it? Yeah, agreeing that someone has a right to do it. Do you think he has a right something. to do that? Yeah, I think he has a right to do it. Really? Agreeing that someone has a right to do something isn't the same as agreeing with what they say. No, no, I agree. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, I agree. It's a case of, you, know, you actually don't... think he has a right to do what he did with the yes. consequences we now know happened? Yes, if basically, yeah, a bunch of nutters did do a lot of awful stuff after mm. the fact, but that's basically going down the same route of, you know, Remember back in the 90s, they wanted to ban video games and uh, Dungeons and Dragons because they thought it caused violence and devil worship. Mm. Or you can't 
you know, engage with this type of, you know, media, otherwise it's going to cause X, Y, Z, like rap music causes violence, mm. all that other nonsense. If we're saying, oh, this guy's not allowed to say his conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call them because some crazy guy out there might do something mental, then nobody can talk about anything at all. Well, you can. You just, yeah. There are limits to free speeches or everything else. Even First Amendment America has a number of limitations to it. Three cheers for Count Decula. Hip, hip, hooray, or whatever you guys say over there. Um, he's right. He's obviously right. That Was Alex right about what he was saying? No, probably not. Does he have a right to say it? Yes. You bet your ass he does, Piers, you fucking pussy. Um, yeah, man, just really think about what it amounts to if you're able to sue or deplatform people who are trying to figure out shit that we don't know for sure like like honest to god you have every newscaster in america rep repeated the cia lie that saddam hussein had wmds and for that over a million innocent iraqis died one million deaths because of the lies that people like piers morgan repeated without a second thought should should he be charged with i don't know uh accessory to murder accessory to mass murder because he did not critically think because he repeated something that in hindsight ended up being wrong because that's the door that this opens up if if alex jones can't theorize about a a handful of mass shootings in America, which by the way, there's plenty of reason to think that there are mass shootings in America that could be false flags. Vegas comes to mind. Let's be honest. That Vegas story was fucking bizarre and we may never know the truth of it, but what did, what came of it? Well, they banned bump stocks and then that story went away and we've never really discussed it since, but we don't know what the fuck happened that day. Very unlikely that some professional gambler who played, I think it was video game poker on the, like on a computer screen, which is like not a great game to play if you are playing for skill as a professional, right? It's a pretty fucking dumb way to try and make a living. So it looks like the guy was money laundering. It looks like he was laundering wherever he actually got his real revenue through these machines so that then he could clean his cash. Cause then it's taxable and then you can pay taxes on it. And then the government leaves you alone. That's what I think he was doing as a professional gambler. And more than likely he was a gun runner for the CIA. That's my honest opinion. I don't know for a fact, but you know, I guess I could be sued for a billion dollars for thinking maybe that's what happened. Given that the broad narrative about it is complete and utter bullshit just seems like completely nonsensical. This dude's responsible for murdering 60 plus people from a fucking, uh, a window at the, what was it? I think it was Mandalay Bay. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And there's a lot more that goes into this that I can, I could spend an entire multiple episodes on breaking all this down. But the point of bringing it up is just to say, if we can't question shit like that, like, I'm not saying that the people that were shot were crisis actors. I think genu genuinely that 60 plus people were murdered. It's tr terrible. But I don't think that one dude who was some 
dude with no no track record, no criminal history, who was a professional gambler, who had no motive whatsoever, just did that. I don't buy it. Sorry. I don't. Can I can I say that? Is it okay if I say that? Can the the victims of that event all sue me for trillions of dollars because I think that story doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Does the Sandy Hook story make sense all the way around? In my opinion, no, it doesn't. Could it be exactly what the media has reported? Sure, it might be. I don't know. But I think it's, if you live in a free country, you have to be able to question stories. And I'm not talking about minor stories. I'm talking about major stories that are used as catalysts to try and remove our God-given rights. Not rights that are granted by the government, but rights that are enshrined as being outside of the purview of the government per the Bill of Rights. We have these rights. You can't infringe upon them. But they try to with every single mass shooting. So what does the precedent set do? What does the $1 billion civil judgment against Alex Jones really do? It makes it so that every single talking head out there like me becomes horrified to speak out and question any narrative that has anything to do with a mass shooting. You see that? I mean, this is not a big stretch here. Everybody, everybody that's got anything to lose is looking at that judgment going, holy shit. I will never question another shooting as long as I'm alive. And what does that open up? Well, it opens up the, the pathway for the government to institute some major false flag firearm attacks on Americans to try and finally, after the hard fought decades long battle, to ultimately undo the Second Amendment entirely and start to do gun confiscation, gun buybacks, the whole kit and caboodle pure tyranny. So this is why I'm so, so pumped that Alex Jones finally is back on a platform. And more than that, on a macro scale, I'm very, very excited because this means that there is one social media platform that now allows Alex Jones to speak. And that means that every canceled person is going to be looking at X like, this is my home. This is where I might get a second chance. And these people still have tremendous cultural importance. You don't have to agree with everything they say. I don't either. The point is, if you drive every single fringe figure, which I don't even find most of these people that have been banned to be fringe, but that's what they're categorized as. If you actually get to talk to them at length, for instance, just last week, I had on Tommy uh, Robinson, right? He is considered to be you know, some leader of some you know, hate group or something after talking to him doesn't strike me that way. And I think that that is oftentimes the reason that these people are, are deplatformed so viciously is that actually, if you get to talk to these people at length, Joe Rogan's talked about this a lot with Alex Jones. He goes, look, if you hang out with Alex, what you find after a, an extended period of time, is he's very passionate and he means what he's, what he's saying. And he's, and he's really in pursuit of the truth and freedom and liberty and fighting for it. That's like, that's really who that guy is. According to Joe Rogan, I've only talked to Tommy Robinson for an hour, but I'll tell you after I was done talking to him, I don't come away going, Oh, that's some hateful dude. I come away going, you know, rightly or wrongly, whether you agree with his, his outlook or not, 
that's a guy who's who's really sincerely trying to defend his family and and the legacy of his country. Like I said, rightly or wrongly, you don't have to agree with his assessment at all. But he doesn't strike me as some hateful, you know, monstrous domestic terrorist type of figure. Not at all. And I think that's why they want to have these people deplatform from everywhere is because then they can craft narratives around these people. Same with Milo Yiannopoulos and Gavin McInnes and all these other people, Ryan Dawson, all these other people that have been canceled. If you actually get to talk to them, then you can actually assess for yourself. Is there merit to their ideology? Do they actually have anything of importance to say? Or are they just hateful, you know, propagandists and, and liars and racists and bigots and all that? Some of them are. Most of them? No. The reason that they get deplatformed and banned from everywhere is because they provide a counter narrative to the mockingbird media, because that's really what they're doing. And more importantly, which is really connected to the mockingbird media stuff, is that they counter the government's preferred narrative. That's the main reason that they want these people gone. And that, that brings me perfectly into the attack that happened on Rumble, my home for now, since YouTube has suspended me. Um, there was a massive attack on their servers, and they were down almost the entire day today. Uh, and it was not just Rumble, but also Locals. And I use both of those platforms, which, by the way, libertylockdown.locals.com. If you guys want to support my work, I would really appreciate it. But I, uh, I also watched Leave the World Behind, which is this really good movie. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot, but it's a movie that just came out on Netflix a couple days ago, executive produced by the Obamas, by President Barack Obama and his wife. And I had no idea what to expect. I found it really, really entertaining and enjoyable. So I'm not hating on the movie at all. But the premise of the movie, without giving any spoilers, is Cyber Polygon. It is the, if you've heard of about Cyber Polygon, in January of this year, 2023, the World Economic Forum talked about these drills that they're running called Cyber Polygon. And, and the concept of it is that there's going to be some sort of major hacker attack on internet infrastructure, which ultimately shuts down the internet for a very extended period of time. And it, I mean, it could happen through solar flares and other ways, but like that's the, the main focus is that it's, it's happening through some sort of foreign uh, government that's either attacking or as you know, me, who always thinks that it's probably the American government before it's any other foreign governments, uh, it could be a domestic strike on their own people to scare them and drive them into whatever, you know, whatever the reaction is that they're seeking. And so I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at Alex Jones coming back, I'm thinking about how Rumble and Locals has been, uh, you know, under attack all day today. And then I'm thinking about this movie with a former president that would absolutely be privy to any sort of CIA plans that uh, align with this cyber poly polygon uh, type of, you know, game plan. And I'm like, man, they're really seeding the ground. They're really like trying to plant that seed in the American psyche that we are going to be struck or attacked. And if, if our internet goes down, you can immediately assume that it was China because that's the, that's the narrative today for those that aren't aware. It's supposedly China that's responsible for all of it. Is there evidence of that? No, they don't have to provide evidence. It's just a fucking given. And maybe it is. I don't fucking know. Um, but it makes me very nervous because, you know, Donald Trump is obviously running for president 
<laughs> I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, he's running for president. Uh, and if, if there's one thing we learned after the first term of Donald Trump's presidency is that they will do they will stop at motherfucking nothing to keep this guy out of power, to get him out of power and then to keep him out of power. And that, that's the main reason I don't buy the whole Donald Trump being controlled opposition, even though he did a bunch of dumb shit, is that why would you spend all of your political capital and resources and everything else hunting this dude to the end of the earth if he wasn't at least an outsider to some regard? Um, just doesn't make sense to me. So anyways, I'm thinking to myself like, all right, so this guy is now polling ahead of Joe Biden by four to 10 points in certain like swing states. And it looks like he's going to win by a landslide. If the election were held today, looks like he'd win by a landslide. And I'm like, all right, so how do they, how do they bring back the mail-in ballots? How do they do it? Well, internet goes down. Internet goes down, but we still got to have that election, right? So then the mail-in ballots, the physical mail-in ballots, but we're under attack, so we can't leave our houses. And I'm just like, oh man, it's so easy. That's so simple. I'm not saying it's you know probable or likely or going to happen. I'm just saying like, you know, I've been wondering how they might be able to do it again because I don't think they're going to be able to you know re-COVID us and lock us down. I don't think they're going to be able to. Uh, under the pretense of climate change, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to do it that soon, that direction. I think that's further down the road. And I'm like, yep, cyber polygon. And in that, in that study from the World Economic Forum of January of this year, it said in the next two years, they expect it to happen. Two years from January of this year, which means that <laughs> from this day until the end of next year, is the target zone and our election is in november so there you go when you consider the fact that they had a bunch of uh you know trial runs for an airborne pathogen that happened to be a coronavirus and then that exact thing happened yeah there's reason for skepticism there's reason that my eyebrows have arisen it makes me very very nervous so i don't know i just uh First off, I'd encourage you guys to watch that movie. I, I did really enjoy it. Um, there's a lot of fucking like symbology in there, like satanic shit that I don't know if it was intentional, but the fact that it comes from Obama definitely makes you go like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, but aside, setting that all aside, very enjoyable premise and movie and blah, blah, blah. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. If you think I'm losing my mind, I hope I am, man. <laughs> I hope that they don't shut down the internet because I don't know if you noticed, but that's kind of how I make my living these days is through the internet. So please don't, please don't shut down the internet. But then I'm also thinking about, well, Tucker Carlson's now back off of the being sidelined and they wanted him sidelined through the 2024 election, which is why they kept his contract intact. And they just wanted him to be basically suspended or kicked off the airways at Fox News, but they didn't want him to continue to talk. Well, he found a way by talking on X and he now is starting his own network. So I'm like, how do you shut him up? How do you shut Alex Jones up? How do you shut Andrew Tate up? How do you shut up Luke Rakowski and Clint Russell and Dave Smith and every other political dissident on earth? Cyber Polygon in the month leading up to the election. It's, it's kind of like a last ditch effort, real extreme response and i'm not at all certain that they'll do it even though i'm sure it's within their capacity or their capabilities but man if it happens but whatever they tell you about who it's coming from if they say ah oh, the russians ah oh, the chinas the chai coms they're responsible i would be very hesitant to buy whatever their narrative is because why the fuck would the chinese want to 
shut down our internet in the month leading up to an election. Think about Cui Bono. Who benefits from that? It ain't Trump. It would be either Biden or Gavin Newsom or whoever, whatever the fucking Democrat puppet is that they put up there. So that's, that's where my mind's at. Let me know what you guys think. If I've lost my shit, that's fine. Whitney Webb thinks I'm not crazy. So for what it's worth, uh, this is actually my guy, Joe Rogan. Today's episode is brought to you by Nadeau Shave Co. NadeauShaveCo.com. Minimize ingrown hairs, razor burn, and irritation with their 100% recyclable plastic-free razors. They are veteran-owned, family-operated. Enjoy your shave. N-A-D-E-A-U-ShaveCo.com. Promo code LOCKDOWN will get yourself 15% off. Christmas is just two weeks away? Oh, my goodness. This year flew. <laughs> Anyways, promo code Lockdown, 15% off. Get your dad one. Get your mom one. If that filthy, hairy bitch needs a razor, you got to get her in the dough. It's the best in the game. Say, Mom, I love you. You got to shave that upper lip. What the fuck's going on? N-A-D-E-A-U, shavecode.com, promo code lockdown. Take it from them? Who's going to take it from them? The government? Armed people? What are you doing? Because that's the only way he's going to give it up. It's the only way. That's the only way you get to enforce people redistributing wealth evenly across everybody including people that have done nothing mm -hmm. like and now you're going to get a lot of angry people and you're going to get a lot of resentment you know what pops out of something like that those ideas far right ideologies super far right that's the that's the rebound to this radical leftism you know uh steve bannon was talking about that and he was talking about trump like the people that are afraid of trump they're like he's a moderate he's a moderate in this movement and believe me, if, if you guys fuck with him more, someone else is going to come along that's going to resonate with these people that realize they're getting fucked. And it's going to be just like what's happening in Argentina, where this guy gets elected and he's like, fuck everything. Everything's got to go. Everything's got to go. And it's wild because people are very excited about that. There's a there's a, a groundswell of people that are really fucking fed up with this bullshit being implemented in all sorts of countries all over the world. Preach, Joe Rogan. Preach, brother. Um, I Look, he's right. And I, I've i been saying this. Dave's been saying it. I've heard a bunch of people say it. And they're just, we're all right. It's so clear that, like, the reaction to this really deranged, leftist-controlled everything, academia, political establishment, media, it's, like, all across the board. Entertainment, too. It's all leftist-controlled, for the most part. The pendulum swing back on that is going to be extraordinarily dangerous. And while I think that the swing back in Argentina has a chance to be really, really positive, there's a real chance that the swing back in America will not be Argentina or Argentinian styled. It'll be like real outright racist, protectionist, closed borders, harsh military, uh, you know, deportations by the millions, shit like that. Like Geert Wilders just got elected and I, like that's what he's been campaigning on for decades. Uh, so if that can happen in Europe, it certainly can happen here. And it makes me nervous, man, because, you know, despite the fact that I find myself much more uh, politically and philosophically aligned with the conservatives as opposed to the modern left, I'm not really aligned with the like the real extreme right by any stretch of the imagination. Uh and I don't really want to live in a country like that. 
I don't want to live in a country that wants zero immigration and deports everybody and you know all that. I, I think that that would be terrible. And I certainly I'm not racist at all. So I don't want to I don't want to go back like I don't want to respond to identity based politics that has driven us to the brink of self destruction because the left has been driving that. I don't want to just hand the keys over to some lunatic right wing figure that does the same thing, but it's all white grievance politics. I don't want to go that direction. I, that's not, that is not remedying it. It is just a different side of the same fucked up identitarian collectivist coin. It, it doesn't align with me at all. But Rogan is once again, quite good at analyzing these things and just realizing through bro science that, yeah, well, obviously the natural reaction to all of this leftist identitarianism and grievance politics is going to be a rightist version of it. And I think that that's something that we need to be very uh, conscientious of. I've already seen a massive uptick of it when it comes to like Israel, for instance. Uh, and while I, there's no love loss between myself and the government of Israel, there is plenty of love between myself and my Jewish brothers and sisters. I do not have any anti-Semitism or hate towards these people at all. And I am seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing a ter tremendous amount of hate towards just the Jewish population broadly all over the world. And that, that concerns me a lot. I mean, in fairness, I do understand the natural reaction to if you're going to start to categorize any sort of critiques of Israel as anti-Semitism, well, then a lot of people are just going to embrace anti-Semitism because they're like, I'm not going to stop speaking out against what's happening to the, the Palestinians. And so like, that, that's kind of how I feel. I'm like, I'm not going to stop speaking out on behalf of the Palestinians because I think what's happening there is tragic. 10,000 plus kids. It's horrific. So I understand why when, when someone starts to go after your speech rights that you might feel like, well, then whoever they are crafting these laws to protect, they're my enemy. But I would encourage you to see through that and realize that it's not the Jewish people that are your enemy, but rather the governments that are crafting these laws to divide us based off of our mutable characteristics or our religions or whatever. I think that that is, once, that is the pendulum swing into dangerous right-wing territory that I have no interest in. I don't want to go there. And I'm seeing it in a, in a massive, massive upswing that really disturbs me. And I don't know if you guys are seeing it too. Hopefully you're not. Maybe this is just my little bubble. Um, but, you know, to, to have it, to th that my bubble is largely liber uh, libertarian and I'm sensing it there even is really disconcerting because, I mean, for first and foremost, you know, almost every single person that is responsible for the foundational uh, framework of the libertarian movement, the modern libertarian movement in America, are a bunch of Jewish Austrian economics guys. So it's like, like that is not, uh, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I also don't want to be so afraid of being called an anti-Semite that I'm not willing to speak out against what I think is happening with the government of Israel, which I think is wrong. So it's like, you got to find this, this fine line where you don't start to become this identitarian monster that you hate, that you're actually fighting back against. Um, but you also don't bite your tongue. You know, like you still need to be able to tell the truth and, and speak it and, you know, damn the consequences, damn the labels that are nonsense. It's just a balancing act.
And I guess the reason I brought it up is because I'm, I'm struggling with, you know, where to find that balance. It's like anybody that follows me on Twitter at Liberty Lockpot, if you guys want to follow me, um, you've probably noticed I've stopped talking about Palestine so much because it's just like, it's just so toxic. Like the environment is so toxic. You'll like, just in my replies, I'll get a bunch of people that, that hate me immediately and accuse me of being an anti-Semite for mentioning any sort of, you know, casualty figures of journalists, which by the way is like 80 something journalists in Palestine, uh, Palestine that have been murdered, uh, which I find impossible to be just pure accident. I, I honestly, I do. Um, but then also I'll get a bunch of replies by people just like shitting on Jewish people broadly. And I fucking hate that. So because all of the responses are basically one or the other, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not going to talk about it. It's just, it's just too sick. So I don't know. I just, I just hate to see the American people or just the people of the world dragged back into like hating one another based off of race or religion or gender or any of this shit. Like if you want to hate someone, make it because of like their individual beliefs and their characteristics and what, like who they are, not because of their skin color or their religion or, you know, I just think it's so sad. And same with the Muslims too. The Muslims have had a, a rough go of it uh, because they're all being held to account for the actions of Hamas, which is one small radical sect that, you know, is doing it for a litany of reasons that really don't have to anything to do with Islam. But now once again, all of the hardcore right-wingers that were indoctrinated through the, the Patriot Act and through the entire war on terror, now they're like, see, told you we can't coexist with these muslims it's like hey bitch there's 1.7 billion of them on earth you're gonna fight them all gonna go to war no you're not okay maybe shut the fuck up then huh how about that so yeah i just don't like it i don't like the trajectory of things and i hope people wake the fuck up and i hope they stop killing each other just period <laughs> just stop killing each other for god's sakes now that i've said all that <laughs> let's, let's check out netanyahu when the ICC investigates Israel for fake war crimes, this is pure anti-Semitism. The court established to prevent atrocities like the Nazi Holocaust against the Jewish people is now targeting the one state of the Jewish people. First, it outrageously claims that when Jews live in our homeland, this is a war crime. Second, it claims that when democratic Israel defends itself against terrorists who murder our children, rocket our cities, we're committing another war crime. Yet the ICC refuses to investigate brutal dictatorships like Iran and Syria, who commit horrific atrocities almost daily. As Prime Minister of Israel, I assure you, we will fight this perversion of justice with all our might. I mean, that's just such a misdirect. Look, you're not getting investigated by the ICC because you're living in your homeland. You're being investigated because you're bombing civilians by the thousands, killing civilians by the thousands. God knows what the injury figures are, but that's the reason that you're being investigated for war crimes. And for the record, as an American, hands aren't clean over here. Well, mine are, but the American government certainly aren't. And guilty of war crimes, undoubtedly, undoubtedly guilty of war crimes too. Doesn't change the fact that if you're committing war crimes, you probably ought to be investigated. And if there's some international body that can hold you to account, I would like to see them try. 
And it's not anti-Semitism because the ICC was created because of what happened during the Holocaust for them to then say, well, yeah, Israel could be committing war crimes. Oh, the ICC was created because of what, what happened to us. We can't be guilty of what happened to us. It's like, yes, the fuck you can. Yes, absolutely you can. Like, for instance, when America was attacked, well, this is not a good example, but bear with me without the conspiracy-minded aspect of it. When the Japanese attacked America on Pearl Harbor, or in Pearl Harbor, does that mean that, like, now we can't be guilty of a sneak attack on another nation? No, of, co of course, that's nonsense. Of course we can be guilty of it. <laughs> Duh. And we have been many times. Uh, so, yeah, it's ridiculous. And the other reason you're being investigated is because you have these uh, settlements in the West Bank that are, according to international law, illegal. Illegal. And this is what I wanted to cover just to get us out of here. And I know this is a really sad thing to cover, but I got to do it. Uh, Scott Horton posted this video a little bit ago. And this is a young man named Rami Al-Jandab. If you are queasy or sensitive, you may want to end the episode here. If you're watching, if you're listening, it, you won't know what's going on. But this is the video. And for those that think that this war is only happening in Gaza, this ladies and gentlemen, is in the West Bank, which for those that aren't aware is geographically uh, separated from Gaza. And this is a brutal assassination of a young man. So it's pretty bad as it is. It's a 25-year-old. He's laying on the ground. He's already been shot. And then the truck that obviously fired the shots pulls up closer, opens the door. And finishes the job. And it's tragic. It's sick. It's honestly sickening to watch. But I just wanted you guys to understand, like, it's it's events like that that are captured on, that was CCTV, that are captured on CCTV and then shared amongst the Muslim world. This is what radicalizes these people. It's not so much their hatred of Jewish people. I'm sure some of them genuinely hate Jewish people just because they're Jewish. And that's not cool at all. And vice versa, if you hate the Muslims just because they're Muslim, also not cool, super fucked up. Um, but it's events like that that are caught on TV where it's a young man unarmed who is shot at a distance and then you have a truck pull up, open the door and then just unleash hellfire on the kid. And he's 25. So I guess he's not a kid, but he's an unarmed young man and he's just brutally murdered, brutally murdered in the West bank, not Gaza. You got to understand how important that differentiation is. It's terrible, man. And you, you like, you wonder What's driven me crazy about this narrative over the past, and I, and I haven't talked about it much because I'm sure you guys are sick of hearing about the war, but what drives me crazy about the narrative about this is like, these are just extremist, anti-Semite, Muslim, radical terrorists that they're totally irrational. Don't even, don't even think for a second about their legitimate grievances. Don't even, they, they couldn't possibly have legitimate grievances. They're just subhuman animals that hate Jews and that's it. That's all, that's all you need to know. And then you see a video like that and you're like, hmm, maybe that's not all there is. Maybe they actually have a reason. 
a legitimate reason, not some racist, irrational reason, but a very rational reason. And when you see a 25-year-old, one of your people, whatever you perceive to be your people, if you're an American, if you're a Palestinian, if you're Israeli or whatever, and you see them brutally murdered by an occupying army in your own land, because that's how they view it. And legally, according to international law and everything else, the West Bank is the Palestinians' land. You have this occupying force in a land that isn't even responsible for the attacks, because once again, for those that aren't aware, Gaza is under the control of Hamas. The West Bank is under control of the PA. Totally disconnected. Hamas is only exclusively in Gaza, to the best of my knowledge. So this kid, unarmed, brutally murdered in a land that wasn't responsible for the attack on October 7th. If you're one of the people in Palestine, if you're one of the people in Turkey or Saudi Arabia or Iran or Lebanon or any of these other Egypt, any of these other nations that are you know predominantly Muslim, and you see this happening, what are you going to conclude? Are you going to conclude that Israel's defending its Israel has a right to defend itself? That's it. That's the only thought process you're allowed to have. Or are you going to conclude perhaps? that there is savagery occurring on both sides of this war. And that ultimately you're probably going to align yourself with the innocent civilians that are being murdered right before your eyes. Most people are going to view it that way, especially if they have some sort of connection to them. In this case, it'd be their religion. And I guess the point I'm trying to get to is like, other than the obvious, which is that war is hell is that, the American, the reason I've talked about this war so much and the reason I've, I've given such an impassioned explanation for w what I believe are the legitimate grievances of the Palestinians is that the fact that the American government, my government is, oh, I wish it weren't, it kind of isn't, but you know what I'm saying? It robs me, takes my hard earned labor and time and energy and wealth, and it funnels it to this other nation, which has really no, nothing in alignment with my values at this point, that is currently responsible for brutally murdering thousands of innocent kids that had nothing to do with the attack on them. And I'm being robbed to fund that. And what does that create as a consequence? It creates billions of Muslim people all over the world all right, let's, let's downplay it. Say half of them or more are able to look at that and go, that's not the, that's not the responsibility of the Americans. We're not Osama bin Laden. We understand you guys didn't vote for this. This isn't, this isn't something that you want. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe, a, a just say a million, just like the smallest number imaginable, just 1 million of those Muslims look at this, this video footage and they go, this wouldn't be happening if it weren't for the Americans. Israel would have already given, uh, you know, the Palestinians their their sovereignty, their state, if if it weren't for uh, America's financial and military support over these past fifty years. Just one million of them, and they go, yeah, those guys are my enemies. Oh, and you know what? I just heard they have an open border too, and they're not wrong. We do have an open border for the most part and they come over here and whether they legitimately are terrorists and they create a terrorist 
uh, strike, or it's just used as justification from the FBI to create some sort of, you know, Patriot Act two, whatever, whatever the reason it is creating the, like the consequences will be born by me and mine, my family, my, my American broad network of friends and family or whatever. That's fucking sick, man. That's tragic. It's terrible that like something that I oppose with every fiber of my being and I am robbed to fund it. And, and on top of that, after I'm robbed to fund something that I would in a million years, I would never do myself. Then I have to deal with the blowback. I have to deal with the consequences as these million people or whatever in the Muslim world that look at this and they say, fuck these Americans. I'm going to go get my payback. Now I have to pay that price too. So I've paid for the conflict that I didn't want to be a participant in at all. And then I'm also the participant unwittingly in the consequences therein. Do you understand how fucking sick that is? I hope, I hope that you all agree with me and feel me on this and understand why I am so fucking angry with the American government for being involved in this. Totally unnecessary. Not at all in the purview of national defense. Not even fucking close. And that's, these are the consequences. Young unarmed men, brutally executed. And then the blowback is born on our shores. And what, what will be the consequence of that? No more civil liberties. No more guns. No more speech. No more whatever. Eventually, they'll just do away with due process and trials and search and seizure and everything else. Because terrorism, you know, there's one thing we've learned about terrorism is that we have to get rid of the Bill of Rights if we're going to deal with it. And you know that's what they want to do. So, I don't know. Just do everything in your power to to make your opposition known. And, and I just want you guys to know that you're not alone in opposing it. It's heartbreaking on both sides. What happened on October 7th and everything since then. Heartbreaking, tragic, sick, despicable, deranged, depraved insanity. And I want out. Sorry, I hate to end an episode on a sad note. But um, anyways, this this week I uh, just had Anomaly on. Luke Rakowski is doing TimCast IRL all week. So I am essentially hosting the uh, second half of the show by myself, which is really fun and exciting. So if you guys want to come over and watch and support me, I'd appreciate it. It's, it's all one word. We are change on rumble, or you can, uh, I think we have it uploading. It should be up by tomorrow on all RSS. So if you want to subscribe, it's called uh, the best political show. That'll be the name of it that you can find on all your podcatchers. I'd love to have you guys check it out, but tomorrow night or tonight, rather uh, James Lindsay, going to be an incredible episode. And then the next night, my guy, my brother from another mother, Dave Smith for an hour and a half with James Lindsay and Dave Smith. Woo boy. Next two, two episodes of that show are going to be fire. I hope you guys enjoy it. And as always, you know, look, I am, I'm, as you can tell, I haven't been doing as many episodes of Liberty Lockdown because I'm so burnt out because I'm doing, you know, three to four episodes, two hours live uh, of this other show. And it's, it's really, really fun, but it, it, saps my energy so if you guys want to continue to see more and more episodes of liberty lockdown i need i need some signs i need some likes i need some comments i need some uh subscriptions over on x i need some signups over on libertylockdown.locals.com 
show me some love. Let me know that you guys are are listening and and want me to continue to do this show solo. Because uh, if you don't, you know, I'll just stick, stick with Luke. It's much more lucrative to do with him. But I, I very much do enjoy doing it, and I know there's fifteen thousand or so of you that listen. So I just want to make sure that you guys are are still still rocking with me and want me to keep going hard in the paint. And uh, last but not least, share it around with your friends, family. Let them know that there's someone trying to tell the truth, even if I get things wrong. You know, I think you guys know by this time that I am I am absolutely trying. And uh, I appreciate you for listening. And uh, oh, if you want to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else, that helps too. Catch you guys soon. Peace. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from, and where did it?